Praise God. Open your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 19. So grateful to have Sister McCausland finally here. And she brought a she brought a moving crew with her and they unloaded already unloaded almost half of a moving truck from the time they got into town until now, but they came on to church anyway. And I'm glad they're here tonight. And to those of you that have been gone, Brother Harrison, I missed y'all. Amen. Welcome home. And it's so good to have Dan and Sarah back in the house of the Lord again. Amen. Our pastor is uh, en route. He's not there yet, but he's on his way to California. And uh, he's going to be ministering at a youth conference there. Uh, It's... Thursday and Friday night, and he'll be flying back from California on Saturday to be home with you on Sunday. So pray for our pastor that the Lord uses him mightily. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 9. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain thy prophets with the sword. And oh, by the way, Lord... I'm the only one left. And they seek my life to take it away. Boy, it's amazing when we lose our focus in a trial what the enemy can do to our mind. Behold, the Lord passed by. The great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. I'm going to talk to you tonight for a few minutes from this thought, God sometimes whispers. Amen. Would you just put your Bibles down and just submit yourself right now, your vessel unto the Lord? Would you ask God right now to just let you be a receptacle of His Word? Lord, right now in the name of Jesus... Settle down in this place by your spirit. Touch every heart, every mind, every soul. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The young man had lost his job and he didn't know which way to turn. He went to see the old preacher. 
pacing about the preacher's study, the young man ranted about his problem. Finally, he clenched his fist and shouted, I've begged God to say something to help me. Tell me, preacher, why doesn't God answer? Anybody ever been there? The old preacher who sat across the room spoke something in reply, something so hushed that it was indistinguishable. The young man stepped across the room. What did you say, he asked. The preacher repeated himself, but again in a tone as soft as a whisper. So the young man moved closer until he was leaning on the preacher's chair. Sorry, he said, I still didn't hear you. With their heads bent together, the old preacher spoke once more. God sometimes whispers. And he said, so we will move closer to hear him. While I know that God is not driven by human emotion. God responds to how we respond to Him. That's why the Bible said that He inhabits the praises of His people. When we begin to praise God, He comes and tabernacles in us. He responds to our response to his wooing, to his calling, to his drawing. He responds to how we respond to his word and his direction. And I want you to know that it's not always in the running the aisles and, as Pastor says, spitting to the fifth row. We all want God's voice to thunder through the air with the answer to our problem. We wish somehow, Brother Snow, that God would rent a PA system and drive up and down our street shouting the answer to our question so that we'd have no doubt what we should do. Or that perhaps he could rent a billboard on 53rd Street so when we're on our way to church, we could look up and right there on the billboard would be the answer, step by step, that we need. Or we wish that we could sit down at the computer one day and open our email and see a message from God simply entitled, Answers. Or we could buy today's Indianapolis Star and discover that God had taken out a full-page ad with the directions for our life listed clearly and concisely. We all wish that somehow God would just bust into our world and give us some concrete 
answers to the nagging problems of our life. We wish that he'd just tell us why he hasn't chosen to heal us yet. Or why he hasn't chosen to meet that financial need yet. Or why he hasn't chosen to save our lost loved ones yet. Or why he does what he does. We just wish that there was no guesswork involved. We wish that he would just yell out the answers so that we could escape the cloud of confusion and doubt that surrounds us. It's frustrating. Just to know what God is doing and what He wants me to do. If He would only shout it out, then I would know what to do. Many times, those of us in this room, in this church, anyone in relationship with God that seeks after God, we we feel exactly like Job did. In Job chapter 9 and verse 32, Job said, For he is not a man as I am that I should answer him, and we should come together in judgment. Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. Verse 35, Then would I speak and not fear him, but it is not so with me. You see, a, a, a daysman was a referee or a mediator. One definition of that word is an interpreter. So Job is saying because God is not speaking very clearly to me right now, I am afraid that somehow I'm misinterpreting something that he's trying to say to me. I want to tell you that God is always in the business of speaking to and dealing with His people. And I want to tell you tonight that your problem and your circumstance and your situation has not passed God by. God cares about you. I don't care what the devil's tried to whisper in your ear. God cares about where you are. Are And we've got to hold on to the word that says all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. I may not know when, I may not know why, I may not know how, but what I do know is God's got me in His sight And He won't leave me, He won't forsake me, and He will answer right on time. Job was saying, I I just wish someone could come down here who could hear God and then tell me exactly what He's saying. Because right now, I don't have a clue. I know there's some people in this room like that right now. You're needing some answers. You need to hear from God. 
If somehow, thanks God, if somehow he would shout, I'd understand. If he'd just come down and tell me face to face, then I'd understand. But right now, I can't hear or understand what God is saying. And we find ourselves in that same situation so many times. Wanting to hear God in the shout. Or the dance. Or the noise. Or the hubbub. But God sometimes whispers. Elijah found himself in a cave feeling sorry for himself. Come on now. Well, look at brother so-and-so. Look at sister so-and-so. They seem like they're doing good. You don't know what's going on in their world. You, you don't know what they're facing. And neither is it any of your business. Well, hallelujah anyway. I was doing so good. I, 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 I want you to understand something. Your role in the kingdom is to hear from God. And your role is to wait on the Lord until you hear from God. He finds himself there in a little pity party. And, and it's amazing, it's incredible, the timing of all of this, because he, he's, he's in a pity party after God sent fire from heaven and destroyed 450 prophets of Baal at his command. Elijah said, if you're God, answer by fire. And God answered by fire. Come on, somebody. You know, sometimes our dilemma is, is that we can't live from blessing to blessing. God blesses us, and we forget before the next blessing comes along. We start complaining. Oh, you're not going to help me. We, we start looking around trying to find somebody that's got a little more, that's been a little bit more blessed. And God's blessed us and His hand's been on us. Mm. So, the very day after that happened, God opens the blast furnace of heaven and consumes and sat the saturated sacrifice and Jezebel heard of it and said tomorrow you're dead son don't you get it don't you get it the devil doesn't want you to enjoy your blessing 
The devil doesn't want you to be thankful for what God has done for you today. I wish somebody would help me a little bit right now. I've seen folks shout the aisles, run and dance, and before they got to their car in the parking lot, they were already cussing. Ah, somebody help me right here. I'm telling you, we know, the Bible said that we need to learn to live from faith to faith. We need to learn to live from blessing to blessing. If he blessed me today, I'm going to be thankful for that blessing until something else comes along. I'm not going to leave him. I'm not going to quit praising him. I'm not going to quit thanking him. I'm not going to quit worshiping him. So Elijah runs into the desert and says, Oh God, could you just kill me now? So that's, what, that's what some folks do after they've had a good hallelujah service. God, could you just get me right now? Oh man. And watch this. Even in his little thumb-sucking moment, God sends him an angel, feeds him, sends him on a 40-day journey into Mount Horeb. And it's right there that we come in on the story where I began tonight. He, here he is, the lonely prophet. And here it is that God's about to teach Elijah a lesson. I don't want to hurt anybody's feeling and I don't want to minimize anything that you're going through. Please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But you're not the only one that's ever gone through that. And, and, and another thing, you're not the only one that's ever going to survive it. You're going to make it. The man of God told us Sunday night, we're going to go through. Come on, I'm telling you, I know it don't feel like it right now, but I'm telling you, God's going to get you through this. Everything's going to be all right. But he might not shout at you. He might not send you a word right now. But he's got you in his sights. And he's about to whisper something in your ear. If you'll just nudge over close enough to him. To be able to hear him. See, Elijah had no problem understanding God when the fire was falling and the earth was shaking and the wind was blowing but the one place that Elijah had never learned to listen to God was in the still small voice and God was teaching him this lesson I'm not always going to yell. I'm not always going to send fire. I'm not always going to shake this earth. Sometimes I'm going to take you to a prison cell. Sometimes I'm going to take you to a wilderness. 
Sometimes I'm going to take you to a desert. Sometimes I'm going to take you to a cave. But don't ever forget, it's me that's taking you there. And if I take you there, I won't leave you there. But watch this. Here's the lesson. He said, but I'm only doing it because I can see you drifting away from me. And I want to get close to you again. Holy Ghost. Sometimes we program God and think that he has to move in the shout or the hoop and the holler or the dance. But sometimes God whispers so that we'll just draw closer to him. Can, Can I just help somebody right now? That's here, that's going through a test, that's going through a trial. It's not because God's mad at you. It's not because God has forsaken you. It's because God is saying, I need you to move in a little bit closer. I've got something that I want to say to you. I don't want the rest of the world hearing it. I want to say it to you. I want to whisper to you. And in my effort to draw you close to me because your humanity and your carnality wants to automatically in the trial begin to distance itself from me. You don't pray like you used to pray. You don't fast those days like you used to fast. You don't worship like you did because you're in the circumstance. And I want you to know that the circumstance is there because I'm trying to draw you near to me so I can speak to you alone. Sometimes God whispers. God's whisper means... I must stop my ranting and move close to him until my head is bent together with his. And then as I listen, I find my answer. Better still, I find myself closer to God. I think if we're all honest here, There are days when we don't do everything that we could do to stay close to God. Oh, we know God's there. We understand that. We we know that He's just a prayer away, but that's not what God's asking us tonight. God's asking us, would you dare to get close enough to me? Do whatever you need to do to get close enough to me for me to not have to yell, send an earthquake, send a fire, but for me to whisper into your spirit. 
Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Oh, God, draw us near to you. God, let us be so close to you that we can hear your heartbeat. We live in a society that's inundated with noise, clutter, confusion. It's an age of more information and less communication. I I know you've seen it, but it drives me crazy. Go in and sit down at a restaurant. Nobody's talking to anybody anymore. You, you, you look, any, if you go out to eat, if you don't, you're probably, you have more money in your pocket than I do. <laughs> but if you go out to eat and you go sit in a restaurant, you just, just watch. The husband and wife come in, sit down to eat breakfast. After they got their coffee and whatever and have ordered, they don't ever talk to each other again. Until it's time to leave. Their face is in that phone. I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I, I know pastor said this. And, and uh, I, I'm, I, I agree 100%. I, I, I'm, I'm getting to where I, I hate social media. It's going to be the destruction of humanity. It is. Unless... We can understand our role in all of this is to draw closer to God. I recently read, listen, this is mind-blowing. I recently read a statistic that there's been more information produced in the last 30 years than was produced during the previous 5,000 years. I I don't know if we can verify that or not, but I do know that a weekday edition of the New York Times contains more information than the average person was likely to come across in a lifetime during the 17th century. One newspaper. The first modern computer was built in 1944, and it took up more space than a tractor-trailer rig. It weighed more than 17 Chevrolet Camaros. And it consumed 144,000 watts of electricity. And it could execute no more than 5,000 basic arithmetic operations per second. And the 486 (laughs) processor, which is now outdated, was built on a tiny piece of silicone about the size of a dime. Weighed less than a packet of sweet and low. And used less than two watts of electricity. And that machine executed up to 54 million instructions per second. If you have a digital watch. 
you wear more technology on your wrist than existed in the world before 1961. Now, what in the world's that got to do with where we're going here, Bishop? Glad you asked. How has all this technology shaped our thinking? We're used to having what we want when we want it. My wife and I were going to the backcracker today. That's a chiropractor. We, we were going to the chiropractor and we were talking about, I don't even remember the, what, what it was that we were even talking about, but the question came up. And she's over there riding along. She just talks to Siri and asks Siri the question. And I'm, I'm talking about in seconds we have the answer. That's the kind of world that we live in. And, and so because of that, we think that the kingdom of God parallels to that. We think that God ought to respond in seconds to our beckoning call. Why, just, just stay with me. We, we're used to receiving any piece of information we need when we need it. We want to treat God like the internet. Just open a heavenly search engine. Type in our question. Push the button and get the answer. But sometimes God does not respond immediately with a wealth of information like the internet does. That old writer knew what he was talking about when he said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm telling you that God is trying to get you and me to understand that He's going to answer us, but it's going to be in His time. And our role is to walk by faith and not by sight. And he will answer. Sometimes God doesn't scream at us like the commercials on our televisions. Sometimes God still chooses to whisper. He still speaks in that still, small voice that's why David said Psalms 46 and 10 be still and know that I am God I will be exalted among the heathen I will be exalted in the earth Paul makes an interesting appeal to the Thessalonian church 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 11. And that you study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. I've never seen a scripture before in that light, but Paul said we need to study to be quiet. 
Why? Why? Because when we're ranting, raving, shouting, yelling, moving about lost in a bustle of activity, we can't hear what God is saying to us. I know it may be a little disappointing to you tonight. I don't have the answers for some of you today. But God does. I don't know why. But He's chosen not to reveal them to us through the fire, through the wind, through the earthquake. But if you'll listen closely, draw near to Him. Get very close. I know you're going to hear what God is saying. I sense in the Holy Ghost tonight that there are some people in this building tonight that you are in some mental storm. You wake up in the morning with it. You go through the day with it. And you lay sleepless at night with it. And you're waiting for the answer to come. And I declare unto you, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost... That God is about to whisper the answer to you. When you lay down your burdens at His feet and you nudge over next to Him. You see, here's the issue. Jesus said, come unto me. All ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And this, this is what he said. Take my yoke upon you. For, and learn of me, for my yoke is easy. And my burden You see, the problem is, is that we've slipped out of his yoke. And we've slipped into the yoke of our own burden, of our own problems, of our own circumstances. And it's all flesh, and it's all carnality. And what that yoke is doing is it's taking us away from Him and His will. And the cry of the Spirit tonight is, I need you to get back 
in my yoke and let me do the leading. Let me do the directing. Let me do the guiding. And if you'll follow me, the answer will come. Sometimes God whispers. I feel, I feel very strongly right now that there's about to be an effectual door opened up in some of your circumstances. That God, as you, as you quiet yourself, as you do what David said, be still and know that I am the Lord. You know what David was saying? God was saying through David, listen, if you'll just be still, I'm going to show you who I am. Oh, but i got to try to fix this and i got to try to fix. No. God said. If you'll be still, I'll show you that I am Lord in your circumstance. I am Lord in your situation. You've tried it your way. Now try it mine. I want you to stand with me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, I release the spirit of quietness upon this people. God, help us to sit still and wait for the whisper. Wait for the voice. God, you're in our circumstance. You're in our situation. Just like you were in that still small voice in that cave that day when that man of God stood there. You're in our circumstance right now. God, I'm praying that this people will move towards you tonight. Come on, I'm looking for somebody that will step out tonight and come and tell God, God, I, 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 I know that I... I know that I've separated myself from you. I'm not backslidden. I'm not lost. But I'm not as close as I need to be. And I need to hear your voice. Come on. I need to hear your voice. Come on. I want you to tell God. I want to move close to you, God. I want to move close to you, God. Come on. That's it. Come on. Quit. quit. Get out of that yoke of the world. Get out of that yoke of the world and climb in his yoke right now. He said, take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Come on. Come on, would you lift your hands and surrender to him and say, God, I'm coming right now because I need to hear from you. I don't need you to shout in my ear. I don't need you to send fire or an earthquake. I just need you to whisper to me, God. I want to get so close to you. I want to lay my head on your breast and hear your heartbeat just like John. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Harebo sandarabatarabasa. 
Come on, FPC. Come on, God's drawing you tonight. God's going to send you answers. God's going to speak. He's about to whisper some things in your life. Come on. He's about to give you a word that you've been looking for, but it's going to be because you lay everything else aside. Your opinion, your ideas about how it's going to work out and just trust Him. Just trust Him. Just trust Him. Just trust Him tonight. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Sometimes God just whispers. Hear His voice. Hear His voice. Would you pray with somebody close to you? Would you pray with somebody close to you right now? Do you take them by the hand? Pray with them right now? Come on. They may be needing that answer from God. Come on. In the name of Jesus. God's got this. God's got this. God's got this. He knows exactly what you need. You just got to trust Him. We walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's it, church. That's it. Oh, I feel that. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we're in a vein right there. We're in a vein right there. Come on, that's it. God's about to whisper some things to you tonight. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Whisper, Jesus. Whisper, Lord Jesus. Whisper, Lord Jesus. Speak to your people, God. Speak to your people. Oh, God. Come on, the answer's coming. The answer's on the way. The answer's on the way. When you steal yourself. Come on. I'd like to tell you that in the next two or three days, if you'll take time... If you'll fast and pray and seek God in the next few days, God's about to open up some things and whisper to you the answers that you've been asking for. He said, if you'll draw nigh unto Him, He'll draw nigh unto you. Come on, tell Him, Lord, I want to be closer to you than I've ever been. I want to be closer to you than I've ever been. Oh, God, I need to hear your voice. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. God, we love you. (laughs) I feel a special touch of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Come on. Come on. I know it's, it's not supposed to happen on Wednesday night, but God is going to touch somebody and give you some answers tonight. In Jesus' name. God sometimes whispers. So you'll move closer 
to hear him. 